this is this is a Hermes level existence at this point. You know, like you look at a, a Birkin bag, the way it's made, the more scratches it has, the more value it has. You know, so all those things, those pieces of the story have created uh, who I am today. Who I am Can today. I talk my Can shit again? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Podium Podcast, episode 106. Hello, hello. Feels good to be back. I had a week off. I had to regroup and find some content and rest and just get back into the mode of podcasting because this is a job, even though it don't seem like that. Like to come here every week is not easy. So, you got to give yourself mental breaks just for creative purposes to uh to make sure your shows ain't trash. And when you force things, they pretty much never come out good. So, I don't like to force anything. So, last week, I was like, bro, we, we, we can take the week off. We come back next week stronger. We have content. You know, it'll be things going on. Like, right now, as we speak, the BET Hip Hop Awards is on. And uh, I'm going to start right away by uh, throwing them shits in the tub. That ain't it. Little Duval hosting. Salute. Love that, brother. But, um, yeah. There's levels to stand up. Like, you you know, be Kevin Hart would never, bitch. Like, <laughs> not now. Like, they can't get Kevin Hart. Maybe Soul playing Kevin Hart. Not not now. <laughs> nah. Need a bigger bag. Dave Chappelle wouldn't, wouldn't. Bitch, I would never. Chris Rock, bitch, I would never. You better call me for the Grammys or something. I ain't doing no hip-hop award. The fuck? That nigga shit. That shit was in Atlanta. My cousin texting me, um... I had to stop Ha Ha Davis from going backstage. I'm like, nigga, so? I don't fuck about these celebrities. I don't give a fuck about these niggas, nigga. <laughs> Where the mother? Straight up. Anywhom. Hi, I'm back. Uh, it's so much shit to talk about this week. So much. So we now. I'm not even gonna like hold off. I'm gonna dive right into the music because this is not a music podcast. But I listen to a lot of music. It's a part of my everyday life. It's a part of my life period. So, ladies, this how y'all feel this this fall? This how y'all feeling? Hold on, let me just don't, don't don't let Summer Walker get y'all fucked up. But Summer got probably the best on album of the year. We got London on the track. Come on, man. I mean, Summer, she did it. This a home run. This whole album. So home run, Simma Summer. And she put Usher on this. Come on, man. You, you got... Oh, man. She killed this. And then this one? Oh, man. Every girl in the world can relate to this shit. Go a drunk call this nigga. And I didn't have too much Don't jump text me, bitch just Go me home, hit me tomorrow Nah Nah, don't, you don't want me, don't call me Fuck out of here 
They just always want you when they want you. But when you want them, it's like, oh my God, it's just you annoying me. All right. Fuck out of here. But, Summer. Summer Walker has an excellent album. Excellent. So she putting it on for the ladies. You know what I mean? For the fall. And Chris Brown gonna give us 10 bangers, 10 new shits. He just gonna let Tori walk on his shit like this. This is my sleeper too. And I'm playing it early because it's so hard I can play it twice, pause. But... Tori walked on this like Michael Jackson. Like, he moonwalked on this. Chris, don't put this nigga on your shit no more like this. You know I speak no lies when I'm getting high. She want me and a nigga see. Sipping on Patron and Hennessy. I've been on the road, no lies, no lie. Wondering if we finna go live. Jumping the pussy and change your whole life. When I get in the nigga, I spend all night. Tripping on the teeth, you know. Sorry, you don't need to tease it all. Selling no pussy, don't want the fees. Hold on, hold on, oh God. Don't, Tori, don't give him all that right now. We're going to come back to that end of the show. We're going to give him a sleep. I got two sleepers for y'all. Um, but yes, Tris Brown dropped 10 new songs. Um, Salute to the Baby. Number one album in the country. Yes, that's, that's a major. Salute to the Baby. Hard work. Hard work. You, you watched him do it. And you seen him do it. Kevin Gates dropped the album. Salute to Kevin Gates. Uh, the baby, of course, album drop with number one, and surprisingly, not even surprisingly, I knew it was coming. I heard her mentioning of it, and then I, you know, I watch her from time to time because I was a fan. I am a fan, and um, her initial, you know, um, come out, I was like super on her, and um, I always said that people like fucked up with her by not letting her put her album out sooner, but I will, I will say this. She did the right thing by taking her time. Um, salute to Young M.A. Young M.A.'s album is fire. It's fire. If y'all haven't heard it, I suggest you go listen. Don't sleep on her. I know she took three years to drop an album after she had a hot record and had a whole summer. But um, it's records like this that make you miss her and be like, yo, bitch Nikki would never. You've always been a good child. This one right here? Come on, let's talk. No, mommy. I wasn't always a good child. Mommy. Oh my God. This one right here is just different. From the bottom, man. Can I talk my shit? Oh, y'all think I ain't still speaking that street shit? Talk that street shit, Emmy. Come on, man. Come on. Fuck the streets, man. Fuck the streets. The streets don't love us. Man, we live in the die. For my fam, man, I'm willing to die The image of my brother laying dead is still in my mind You can see the pain still in my eyes That smile you see me with, and I should have disguised Ain't happy, nigga, ain't shit sweet Seeing a young black man going six feet Oh, you tough, nigga, but you ten deep I got two lions with me, you got ten sheep Street mad blood, no time for no beef I'm chick- All right, all right, all right Now, that's some new music I'll get into music later in the show, but we got a lot of things to talk about. Firstly, I got one more song to play, and then we're going to get into this whole thing. Travis Scott. Straight up. As y'all know, Travis is like one of my favorite artists of this new generation. You know, there's Kendrick, and then right under Kendrick is Travis Scott. That's me. I don't have them ranked as lyrical and all that. I just like who I like. So my new nigga list, as far as if you want to say new, Kendrick is up there with number one. And then you got Travis right under that. And then you got Young Thug right under that. Like, that's my new nigga. Then you got Uzi under that, number four for me. But Travis is going through shit with his girl. They split up. 
Whatever. I don't care about rappers' personal business. Just give me the music, bro. I don't care about you and your girl splitting up. I don't care about Tiger wearing your sneakers to be funny. I don't care about none of that shit. All I care about is the music. So in the midst of all of this, in true Travis fashion, which he always, if you're a fan of him, you really, you'll know when he's going through the most, it's usually when he drops crazy records, singles, or, you know, something. So he dropped this. And I'll tell you, I love it because this, Travis went back to his original sound. Now, if you were the listener of Owl Pharaoh, this was, this beat. This is, this is old Travis. So, this may be an old record that he just sat on. And was like, yo, throw this out. This shit hard. I see some things that you might fear. I'm doing a show, I'll be back soon. I heard this is the most highest stream song. Like, he did some crazy record. But Travis, and he dropping merch every day since Friday. Got the fastest car Alright, now. Travis is going through it with Kylie right now. Cool. They split up. It's not the first time they've had issues in the media. Um, you know, last year around this time. And he was on his second run of uh, the Astroworld tour. They was going through something again. And Travis canceled a couple dates to fix his, his shit. And uh, I guess he fixed it. And he came back on the road and everything was good. Um, but, you know, the internet is the internet. And they did some digging. So, apparently, Travis has a lady somewhere that he's been dealing with for a long time prior to Kylie. And um, when he got with Kylie, that kind of, you know, he dubbed shorty. Like, you know, but he didn't shit on her. He kept buying her stuff. Um, you know, and she was sending subs and Kylie's well aware of this girl. Apparently the girl keep posting that Kylie keeps blocking her and what's wrong. Why this girl keep watching my story and blocking me. And it's like, it's crazy. Um, there was picture evidence of her and Travis being together at different times. Travis might post himself on a ski trip. And then a week later, this bitch will post the same ski trip. And it's like, bitch, you, you wasn't there today. You're not there today. You was there with Travis. Birthday comes. She posts a watch. Thank your BD on her caption. Thanks to your BD. They come, come on now. Like, Travis got to send that text like, you're bugging. You know she watches you. You know her friends watch you. Please don't post stuff like this. And I guess now it came to a head and Kylie just couldn't take it. Like, you know what? I'm done. And Travis was like, well, bitch, I've been done. And then she, first thing fucking Kylie do, let's go to Tiger House. More attractive when you hold it down. Damn, bitch, you just gonna run to the ops? You gonna run to Tiger House? Are you hype because he got a hairline now, bitch? I got hair too. I've been had hair. Fuck Tiger, my shit real too. <laughs> but um, you know that whole situation—that's a whole personal thing. I don't really care about that. I only brought it up to say Travis gonna drop some crazy shit because anytime he in that bag where he's sad or he's like emotional, he drops fire music. So even when he's happy, he drops like this nigga just can't do no wrong, bro. He not like Kanye. He don't let his emotions fuck with his talent. Like Kanye is the kind of nigga that'll he'll be in a way, he'll feel a way, and that shit'll affect his music, and he'll make all his music sound like that. Like I'm mad, so now my whole album is Jesus. I'm tight, and it's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm sad, and then these eight oh eight and heartbreaks, and niggas don't like that shit. But years later, they appreciate it because like, damn, all music sounds like this now. Yeah, everybody singing. When Kanye first came out singing with Auto Tune, they killed him. But now they love little baby. 
So it's like, you know, somebody got to be the sacrificial lamb. I understand why he would call himself Jesus. I killed myself for all you niggas. I was a super backpack hip-hop artist. Came back out, made a whole damn near R&B album. And people killed me for it. They killed me for it. And I took that. I didn't get no Grammy nominations. I didn't get no recognition for that album. But it's cool. 808 was what it was. It's a cult classic. You know, it took time. You got to, you know, sometimes... Dave Chappelle said this year, you never be the first black person to do anything because they don't remember you. You got to do that shit like, you know, just watch and then be like, oh shit, I could have been did that, but I, I ain't want to do it first. Now I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch it like that. Um, what? Oh, I got, see? I got topics now. Y'all in trouble. Y'all niggas in trouble. I actually saved a bunch of shit. Oh, the uh, preseason started, NBA. And Zion, ladies and gentlemen, ha, you're a rookie of the year, Zion Williamson. Jesus Christ. Can I talk my shit again? Zion dunked on some nigga. So crazy last night, bro. And the nigga jumped, and I was just like, he don't watch basketball? (laughs) You don't jump with that nigga. Zion jumps too high. Like, he jumped high on a layup. Just so he don't, he jumps so high that he know... I can hang up here. This thing is going to fall before me, and I'm going to lay it up. But he can't rely on that forever, because you ain't going to have that your whole career. You got to, uh, you know, he got to learn how to, like, conserve that athleticism. Like, use it when you have to. Like, like use it as, like, a like a weapon, like a, like a secret weapon. Like, niggas know I could dunk on you, but I'm chilling. I'm going to just hit these little jump hooks or these jump shots or... He's a little, you know, off the pick and roll. I'm a roll. You know, I'm going to get my shit like that. But when it's time to get off and go crazy and we in the clutch and I need buckets, oh, I'm coming. I'm going in. That's what he should be doing. Save your knees. It's a long season. Y'all probably won't make the playoffs this year. Y'all won't. I don't think he'll make it rookie year. If he do, that's great. Um, If not, whatever. But, yeah, he plays extremely hard. And you can get hurt like that in the NBA. You can't go hard like that and not receive an injury. Especially as big as he is. Like, you know, you, Russell Westbrook goes hard like that. Russell Westbrook also had a couple knee surgeries. So, Zion, please, <laughs> relax a little bit out there. It's preseason, bro. Take it easy. More, get, your, get your wind up. Get in shape. Been running. Don't kill too much offense. You know, you throwing it on niggas. And all. <laughs> Take your time, please, young man. But Zion's an, he's amazing. He's amazing. So, the Lakers, they played the Warriors. Niggas got hype. I mean, hey, I ain't no, re- ain't, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm anti-LeBron. You know, I don't, I don't fuck with boy. I don't fuck with LeBron. Like, I mean, that ain't my, that ain't my fucking nigga. I don't fuck with these niggas. I'm a Kyrie Russ guy. And before them, it was KD before he left OKC. But, um, you know, KD went and got his rings. We'll see. If he bring a ring to Brooklyn, I'll forgive him. KD, you bring a ring to Brooklyn and we get a parade out here? All is forgiven for me, my man. And that's on me. Right hand to God. KD bring a championship to Brooklyn, New York? <laughs> Give a fuck what he did with the Warriors. <laughs> Nigga. All right. Now. So here's what's going on, right? Since Santana. She's Joe Budden's baby mother, right? She's doing interviews. Um, they're loving hip hop season is returning soon. And um she did an interview with Tiffany Pollard 
also known as New York, from uh, Flavor Flav. Salute to uh, Tiffany um, from Flavor Flav, from Flavor Love. Um, she had an interview, basically asking what happened with you and Joe, because to the to the to the to the media, to us to the viewers and everything, it happened kind of sudden. We didn't see it coming; it just happened. Um, we didn't get any detail. Um, and Joe definitely didn't give any context as to what happened and why. Um, you know, he hinted and joked about it, but he was, you know, that's a Virgo thing. We joke about shit we really care about and be killing us, but we got to downplay it because we don't like to show our emotions too well. But we do. We like to show our emotions when it's necessary. But vulnerability, we, we got we fight with that. But um, yeah, so here's her. Here's Sin talking to Tiffany Pollard, New York. And she's asking her about what happened with Joe. So here she goes. Mm-hmm. When you were in the relationship, do you feel like having a high profile relationship and having it on Front Street could have played a part in you guys deciding to separate? We didn't decide on anything. I did what was best for my mental health, for my peace, Absolutely. and for me and my son. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, it was a decision that I. I had to make on my own. This mm-hmm. wasn't a unison thing. Yeah. Oh, how can I keep this, like, you know, very You can keep it as real as you want, mm. and you can keep it as light as you want. I'm not here to press you. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to hear what you want to say to me. So, I mean, basically, let's just say that I'm probably the happiest that I've ever been. You look. And that was probably the best decision that I've made in my entire life in the 26 years I have been living on this earth. Mm -hmm. The best decision Mm -hmm. I made was leaving that relationship. And my son and I are amazing. Yeah. Now, um, I'm not here to get in Joe's personal business because I don't know. I don't know, no details about none of this, right? But from what I hear from her, from what I hear from Sin, she was in a relationship that she was trying to make work. Anytime people say they're happier when they left, it's because they were struggling to make it work and they were trying to make it work and they were putting themselves through hell to make it work. And it's diff- it's hard to make shit work when it's one way. Now, I can imagine when her and Joe got together, he had a lot of time for her. He wasn't doing... The podcast wasn't big like it is. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't on Revolt. He wasn't being pulled and doing media ever so much. He wasn't so busy. So all that laying up, because Joe's an introvert. You listen to his show, he'll tell you, I don't go nowhere. I'll be in the house. So for a woman, they can adapt to that. They can adapt to just being home. They they like that, actually. If you home with them, if you with them in the house, perfect. You here. So we good. You know what I'm saying? Be chilling. Once you leave her around and you leaving her and she don't have no like nothing to do and she put it all down to be around you and and she feel like she lost herself in that process. Yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot to handle there, you know, because once a woman feels like she lost, she's losing herself or she fell off as a man. We can't bring that confidence back to a woman. She has to refine it. But the pro- the thing, the, the thing you have to do is never let them lose it. You can't, you never let, never let your lady lose her confidence. Never. Never let her fall off in front of you. Because, nigga, as men, we know it's difficult conversations we have to have to prevent these things from happening. And granted, women are sensitive and they don't want to hear this shit all the time. But you got to do things with a purpose. 
Don't sit there and tell her, yo, you know, you need to go to the gym. That's the wrong way to say it. That's the bad. Nah. Instead, go to the gym with her. Go with her. Just go with her. Support her. Don't tell her what to do. Show her. And a lot of the time when men have issues with women is because we don't know how to communicate. Men don't understand women and women don't understand men. So we don't know what we're doing. We just playing on, we just go, there's no guidebook to this shit. But there is. And it's called remove your ego and look dead what's in front of you and move with a purpose. If you want this woman to start doing things for you, do it for her first. Girl, show her the example. Cook for her first. And then she'll reciprocate if she's a good woman. If you cook for her two, three times, the next time you're like, yo, what we eating tonight? She should be like, no, I'll cook because you cooked the last two, three times. That's a good woman. Now, if you get a woman that just lets you do and do and do and do and do and she never do nothing in return. Not saying that you doing things for her to do it in return, but it's just called ah, reciprocity. You return the love. If I'm showing you love, I'm, I'm cooking for you. I'm doing things for you. Do it back. Show love. Do you appreciate me as much as I appreciate you? So you should be doing it back. You should be reciprocating the love. And it don't cost money to show no no love no love. It don't show it don't cost money to reciprocate energy and time spent and, and emotion and effort. It's not hard. Now I don't know Joe's business, right? But I can imagine her being young, that much younger than him. She's 26 now. Their kid is like one. They was together three years. She was like 22, 23 with this man, and he was well in his 30s. There's there's a generational gap and there's a big too much of a space there for that to work. For that to work, she was too young. She hasn't experienced life all the way. Which is why it's not really smart for men to date women so young with such a gap. Like the gap should be five, seven years. Once it get to ten, it's a little too heavy. You ten years older than her? Y'all don't relate. Y'all don't relate on no level. She don't know none of the shit you talking about. She don't remember the shit you talking about. She's not from your generation. So now you dealing with a woman from this generation, trying to live in the old generation and trying to play the middle. It'll tire you out. It'll tire you out. You can't. It, it can't work. It can't work. She has energy. Sin is a young woman. She wants to do things. She wants to go out. She wants to be shown off. As an introverted older man that's done things like this already. I'm not doing that shit again. Joe showed off to Harry. She got famous. They broke up. Joe showed off Esther Baxter. She went and fucked a football player and that was that. Tahiri went and fucked J.R. Smith. So this nigga's like, I'm done putting my lady out there and making her something. But you know what? She want to do Love and Hip Hop? I'll do it again. And then look. Nigga, when do Love and Hip Hop for your girl and it don't even work? He tried, bro. This was a failing relationship that they were trying for a very long time. And from Sin's um, demeanor, I can see that. That she's relieved to finally get out of there. She got a kid out of it, great. And, and, and that happens sometimes. People go into relationships eager and happy and it's new and it's fresh and everything's good. And in that process of the happiness, a child may come. But then the reality strikes that, oh shit. I don't even really want to be with this nigga no more. We got a kid, so I got to try to make it work. And you try. It just didn't happen. So, um, salute to them. I hope, I'm glad she did what she did, what's best for her mental health and what was best for her son. Salute to Sin. And um, I wish them all the best. Joe, you know, you, that's my nigga. 
you know, I don't want to really meddle in his business, but I know he'll probably have something to say about this since she went public with it. But he might take the high road and say nothing. So we'll see. All right, next. They're making a new Jack City. They're remaking it. And um, this generation is the generation of the lazy. Where basically what niggas is doing is remaking 90s movies and adding their own little technology shit to it. Let me tell you something. You niggas are trash. Y'all need to learn to create the new classics, okay? Don't remake everything from the classic era. In the 90s, we had great movies. We had Menace of Society. We had New Jack City. And I got to give that movie list to y'all that I promised on my gram. I got it. All 90s movies, every black person should see. I'm going to give y'all a, just a list, a rundown of it. Um, yeah, they want to remake New Jack City. And it's like, you don't need that. That movie was so good as it was. And movies like that were uh, like a stamp of the time it was in the world at a particular time. This movie is based on 80s crack drug dealer, crack drug lord Nino Brown. This is a fictional character. Nino Brown is not a real man. It's not a real person. That's not. I know kids might look at that. Damn, I want to be Nino. Nino is fake. Wesley Snipes made that character what it was, and that was it. Was the, was that kind of stuff happening in New York in the eighties? For in real life, absolutely. He had drug kingpins everywhere. But um, that movie just showed you the ups and downs of drug use, drug cleanliness, and drug use again. Chris Rock as Pookie. He was a crackhead. Got clean. Well, first he was a dope boy. Turned to a crackhead, got clean, started to be a dope boy again. They, you know, promoted him, put him up in the thing. Got going to drop on drugs again, and he then he got then he got killed. So that showed you the ups, the downs, the ups, the downs again. Uh, it showed you Nino Brown struggling with his life as far as like I want to have a child, but my girl can't. I got deception in my circle, like niggas hit the Carter. I'm losing money, like niggas is, you know, it, it was a lot of intricate parts of that movie, you got Ice-T as a cop, and you know, and you know what's crazy, Ice-T always been playing a cop, and he made a song called Cop Killer, ain't that a fuck, nigga, Ice-T sold out years ago, bro, how you make a song called Cop Killer, you was one of the most gangsterous niggas from this West, and as soon as you get your acting break, you a cop? This nigga been on fucking Law and Order for 20, how many years he been on Law and Order? This nigga, and I hate, I hate Ice-T on Law and Order. Yo, where is the tub? Oh my God, I hate Ice-T's character on Law and Order. This nigga comes in, must be a homicide. You could tell by the bullet shell right there. Like, no, you ain't need that line. You ain't, get the fuck out of here. Yo, Ice-T, get off my TV, bro. Get off, and once he lost the ponytail, I don't respect the nigga no more. I don't fuck with Ice-T no more. Throw the ponytail back. Oh, I ain't fucking with this nigga. Anyway, back to what I was saying. New Jack City. They remaking it and they asked Wesley Snipes about it. This is what Wesley had to say about this shit. I'm not associated with it. You know, I have, I've got nothing to do with it at all. Yes, yeah, so. How, do you have any feelings about them bringing this back up? Uh, I think New Jack, some things should be left alone. You know, if it worked at the time under those circumstances. And, and the story was built around things that were current. I don't particularly like the idea of recreating the drug culture uh, for what, under the circumstances, from my opinion. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm not associated. God bless Wesley Snipes. This man in jail for tax evasion. He was blade. 
This nigga was on Money Train. Like this Wesley Snipes, one of the biggest, one of the biggest black Hollywood stars we ever had, and he don't get his flowers. We gotta get Wesley. Listen, this nigga was was fucking was fucking Blade, bro. He was Blade. He was Blade. He was a black vampire with a sword and a wild haircut, and his hairline was fucked. But we didn't care. We let we let Wesley Snipes do him for years. And we need to give him his flowers. You already said there was no reason to bring back that drug culture. It's not current. It's not relevant. We, we need to be doing what y'all niggas need to be doing now. Y'all new creative is y'all need to be making movies about this pill epidemic. Nobody is making movies about lean. Nobody's is making movies about fucking pills. Nobody's making movies about the new weed now that we have quality weed and better weed. How high? The shit they was smoking like, oh, this is that. Nah, nah, nigga. The shit we got in real life? Fuck all that. Talking about this is the ivory, son. Nigga, I could give you some shit that will make you see all kind of niggas. Well, nah, not really. Reed don't do that. But I can get you some shit that'll get you right. All right? Now, yeah, Dave Chappelle did a Half-Baked. Can we remake Half-Baked? I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a, a Half-Baked remake. You know why? Because it's a comedy. You can redo that. You know what I'm saying? When I seen him do Dumb and Dumber-er, I was like, eh. If Jim Carrey and dude ain't in it, it ain't right. So I don't want to see that shit. I don't care if you get two kids that look like them. No. No, no. If you're going to get kids that look like them, go get Jim Carrey and, and the other dude. Talk to them. Give them the bag and let them do it again. Straight like that. Don't remake Step Brothers. All right? Don't touch shit. Don't, don't, don't remake Super Bad. Y'all better leave shit alone. Leave shit alone. Because the people that was actually in these movies are still alive and here to do them. So why would you remake New Jack City and Wesley Snipes still alive? Chris Rock's still out here. Ice T still moving. Queen Latifah's still around. Oh, what we what we doing? Ice T. I don't know who else was in that movie that was uh Mario Van People. I don't know what the fuck he doing now. Um, shit. The nigga Nina. Uh, uh, uh what's the nigga name? Now he on House of Pain or whatever the fuck. G Money. This nigga done went all 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 you know whatever. But leave shit alone, bro. Like this whole generation, y'all made two its. Y'all made two more its. What the fuck are y'all making? Why would you make another one? The first one was horrible. The original It was trash. All of these... The, why are you remaking It? Who the fuck cared about a killer clown? Man, this, is the, this is 2019. Kids ain't scared of clowns no more. They have the internet. They could Google, are clowns real? No. Boom! Not scared no more. We didn't have that. We was really thought clowns would kill you. We believed that shit. We went to bed like, oh God, Chucky's gonna get up. Like, we thought that. We had no way to prove it otherwise. What we saw on TV, we believed. So now you're in a world of realism where you have to give people reality and y'all giving them more bullshit. More bullshit. They made an it three. Or two. Oh, oh God. Oh, it sucks. And they keep me making Spider-Man. How many Spider-Man movies they gonna put out this year? Come on. I'm not tired of Spider-Man yet. Come on, what the fuck happened? They remade Lion King. It was terrible. Why the fuck did you remake Lion King? Jungle Book? Stop touching shit, bro. Stop touching shit. This generation need to learn how to make their own shit. The Lion King came out in 90s, whatever year that was. It was the first one. Brand new, never been seen before. Niggas took a risk. We made a movie about cartoon lions. And it worked. Disney knew what the fuck they was doing. They remade it, they put Beyonce and Childish Gambino in it, and it fucking flaked. Did it do well in the box office? Sure, it was the soundtrack. 
blown out of proportion. Shit is lame to me, but people liked it. Whatever. Cool. Was it necessary? Absolutely not. It was not necessary. It was not. It was a cartoon, bro. They took a cartoon and remade the cartoon. They're going to do more things. They're remaking all kinds of shit. They're doing Little Mermaid now. Like, uh, okay. That's not really for me. I'm a boy. I didn't grow up watching Little Mermaid. That was always gay to me. That little boys don't watch Little Mermaid. Fuck out of here. But if y'all want to do that, that's on y'all. Do that. Go ahead. But stop remaking shit. Stop making your own original shit. God dang, what happened? Why niggas get so lazy? Now, um, Drake is going through things with his dad, apparently. According to Drake's dad, Drake's been lying on him. And uh, I told y'all this guy. I tell you, Drake, I only like Drake for the music. I don't really fuck with him as a person. Drake's music's great. Um, is his story true? Mm-hmm. It means to be seen. Let's see. Now, this is... This is Drake responding to his father's claims that he lied about their relationship to sell records. Drake writes in his story, Woke up today so hurt, man. My father will say anything to anyone that's willing to listen to him. It's sad when family gets like this, but what can we really do? That's the people we are stuck with. Every bar I ever spit was the truth. And the truth is hard for some people to accept. This is what Drake said about his daddy. Now, this is his dad in an interview. In the interview, I, I had a conversation with Drake about that. I have uh, always been with Drake. Mm. I talk to him, if not every day, every other day. Wow. Um, and we we really got into a deep conversation about that. Um, I said, Drake, why are you saying all of this uh, different stuff about me, man? Like, uh, uh, this is not cool. And uh, he goes, Dad, it sells records. <laughs> uh, so, okay, well, cool. I wish my dad was that understanding. Now, this was on Nick Cannon's podcast, I believe, and that that, that conversation was had. Uh, y'all could go check that out. Nick Cannon uh, talks to Drake's daddy. Uh, if y'all want to look and watch that interview further into more detail, um, you can do so on your own time. But um, I can believe that. I mean, you got to think, think about it. Look at Drake's makeup. Your mom is white. You're from Canada. We already don't respect you. <laughs> we don't respect you. Like, it took J. Cole a while. Like, hold on, J. Cole, mother white? But he's from North Carolina, right? Yeah, he probably was fucked up. All right, we let that slide. You know what I'm saying? That J. Cole is every bit of black. Every bit of black. Every bit of black, J. Cole. Every bit. People don't even remember that J. Cole's mom is a white woman. I don't even know if people, I don't even know if people knew that. But yes, J. Cole is half white as well. But J. Cole is righteous. J. Cole is for the culture. So understand, when I see people like Cole and Kendrick that are super mega stars and they still speak out about social injustices, and you got a guy like Drake that don't say anything, and y'all keep minding this shit and keep supporting them, and you got people like Kevin Hart that do stand-up and have the, the world listening to them and they don't say anything about social injustices, but they talk about their fucking kids and Debras and y'all let these people win. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with Drake having a platform he has and not speaking against police brutality. I have a problem with that. I know that's not his responsibility. I know he's not subject to care for it because that don't happen directly around him in his country. He's not even from here. But you're a black man. And anything that happens to black is your responsibility to touch. You are a man of power. You see Hove out here making moves. Hove ain't got to have an album out to do something. Hove ain't had to have an album out to get 21 Savage out of jail. Hove ain't have to get ASAP Rocky 
Uh, not, well, yeah, I don't think Hov did anything for ASAP Rocky, but Hov had to do what he had to do for Meek. He didn't have to do that. Meek ain't signed to him. Meek was he wasn't getting no bread off Meek, but it was the right thing to do. And sometimes the right thing to do is above you. It's not a matter if if you should be doing this. It's the right thing to do. So if it's the right thing to do and you can make that change, you should take it upon yourself to make that happen. And these people don't put these responsibilities in. That's why I dislike them. That's why I dislike Drake. That's why I dislike Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, he can be funny all he want. Until you speak about your people, I don't care about nothing you're talking about, bro. And I know he's going through a rough time right now, but those are, those are rich niggas, bro. You had a car accident? Tough. You had to have back surgery? You can afford that. Imagine a nigga that had a car accident today that can't fix his back. I don't want to hear about Kevin Hart's privileged ass. I don't want to hear about it. And do I have sympathy for him? And do I feel bad he was in a car? Of course. I feel bad. I don't want nobody to go through no nonsense. I don't want him to go through any, any pain and... You know what I'm saying? But a lot of decisions he's making in his life is getting him hurt. You know? You're running around cheating on your wife and you got caught up and you almost got extorted. You had to fess up. You're getting a car accident. The people in the car are suing you, but you suing it. It's just, we don't know the truth behind this whole thing. We don't know what's going on. Kev got low. We ain't seen him. He ain't been posting. Usually he's a postaholic. I know it's going to be a while before he can work out again and run. He might gain some weight. So he's probably going to stay low for a while. You just had surgery on your back. You can't work out. Kevin Hart is a workout nut. So when we see him again, he might be a little pudgy. Or he might be a little slim. We don't know. But, um, that's, yeah, that's my, Drake had to do something to, to, to fit in with niggas. So what, what, how can you relate to Mac Blaine without selling drugs and without being in the gang? I didn't have a daddy. <laughs> Genius, right? Genius. Let's exploit the culture of black to make my story more authentic. Whole time, his father didn't have a voice to be like, that's not true. We didn't know until now. He was like, fuck it, I can say it now. He didn't blew up, he used me. Yeah, he was lying. I was always in that nigga life, but whatever. He said it's sell records. So now you see. But we'll see. We don't know what's true and what's not. Who gives a fuck? Drake is, y'all still go buy Drake shit. And, um, you know, it's just amazing to me, too, how people don't notice the change and the shift in the world, how the world is shifting to Travis Scott and away from Drake. But that's another thing. If you look back about five years ago, the hottest sneakers in the game was the OVO Jordans. Nobody wants those anymore. Everybody wants Travis Scott's now. Straight up. Uh, and they're still Jordans. Jordan, you know. But nobody wants that shit. Uh, Tyler Perry. Black fucking excellence. Tyler Perry. First black man to own a production company, production studio. He has owns his whole shit everything Tyler Perry says his accomplishments are not recognized in the movie industry I am ignored in Hollywood now black man black man you knew what you was going up against but that's okay and I like I just said earlier you never want to really want to be the first black person to do anything because they're going to shit on you for it but you have to pave the way somebody got to pave the way so what he's doing is paving the way for others to come and them to have production houses and have their own have a mini acre yacht, I mean, a lot for production and owning every camera on that thing and owning all of it and being black. It's not, you know, it, it's hard. Oprah was like the first black woman to ever have her own network. And at first, you know, people was like, I ain't gonna work. It's still out there. The network is still going. And then that inspired Diddy to have revolt. So we have to start somewhere. So now we got Tyler Perry doing this. 
Somebody else is coming up. It might be the dude that did Black Panther. What's his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler could be next. You could be you, bro. You just did Black Panther. You did Fruitville Station. He did a lot of great movies. I think he's working on something else now he got coming up that's going to be crazy. But he's working and he's building his shit. And these are the things that other directors and entrepreneurs wanted. You know, I'm pretty sure, God bless the dead, if John Singleton was still here, he would be inspired by Tyler Perry having that and would aspire to have his own one day because all he's done for the for the world of entertainment and, you know, Snowfall is amazing and he's not here anymore. But, um, you know, he gave the world great things, Poetic Justice, Boys in the Hood, Snowfall. Like, he gave us great films. And um, Spike Lee could do it too. So it's just a matter of us getting in the door, you know? So this is what he says. Um, as a trailblazer in Hollywood, specifically for the black community, he continuously breaks boundaries and creates opportunities for black actors and actresses to create successful careers for themselves. Despite all he's he has accomplished, Tyler has... Tyler says he and his stacked resume are surely ignored by the mainstream movie scene in Hollywood. I clearly believe that I'm ignored in Hollywood, for sure. Tyler says in an interview on CBS this morning, and that's fine, I get it. You know, and I get it too. And I'm going to keep it a bean too. I'm going to keep it a bean. Tyler Perry doesn't make good movies. Now, understand what I'm saying before y'all get crazy. What? What's, what's, how to be a man was great. Like, All right, hold on, let me explain. This is the problem that I have with um, everybody being black, 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 black. You alienate the rest of the world. So Tyler Perry is known as a black man. Af great black man makes movies. There's no white people in these movies. None. There might be a few, but they're not lead characters. Tyler Perry typically tasks the same actors in every movie. How many fucking movies you going to do with Taraji, bro? How many? I watched Acrimony last week. It might have been the worst fucking thing I ever seen. Yo, I mean, wrong button. Acrimony was absolutely trash. Absolutely trash. Absolutely fucking trash. Every time you got a, a fed up black woman, it's always a fed up diary of a mad black woman. Acrimony on the hurt black woman. It's always some hurt black woman in his shit. But Tyler Perry, you're being, you, what you're doing is you're putting on for black, but you're not being worldly. You're being just black, and that's fine if you want to do that. But at the same time, don't turn around and want acceptance from the white people because you're doing these great things. No, you don't fuck with us. All your movies is black. Stay over there then. We don't need you. We don't fuck you. You don't want to put us in your movies. Fuck you. You ain't, no, you ain't making no opportunities for actors. You make opportunities for black actors. You're drawing a line. And this is what I be saying with black people being so pro-black, they anti-white, which is racist. Because if they do that, which they've been doing, we have a problem with it. So you can't expect us to copy their blueprint and them not get not feel away. If you go own a production company and you only fuck with black people, automatically that's racist. Oh, you white, you probably won't get this. That's the shame shit they did to us. And then we doing it back. How are we supposed to grow? How are we supposed to come up as a people if we returning the hate? You can't move forward if you copying the same shit they did to us. When they was in power, we couldn't get jobs. Now that we in power, we don't fuck with them. And it's like, I get it. I get it. We you know, For all the time, y'all didn't fuck with us. Now that we up, we ain't fucking with y'all. And it's like, 
Yo, an iPhone only is everybody blind. Nobody can see. And that is why we stagnant in this racist war. We're stagnant. Somebody going to have to come out and say, hey, all these white people ain't racist. Hey, that was them old white people. The white people nowadays, these niggas now, these white people don't get it. They scared of us. You ever go, listen, I don't know where y'all go. To, I mean, and, and black people too. We segregate ourselves. We don't go places that's not us. We won't go places that's like, and that's why there's racial tension. The first on a brunch, what the, what everybody what everybody want to do uh, outside when there's something to do outside? Go to the same places. Every black fucking person wants to go to the same thotty shit every week. Oh, I'm going to this Tuesday. Oh, Wednesday I'm going to this spot. Thursday I'm going, and I understand you supporting black, you keeping it in the community. But what comes from that? Redundance, repetitiveness. Right. And these places become a place that's like doing great business for a little while. But people will move on from that shit. So there's no loyalty. There's no loyalty. I remember niggas used to be in Chance 11 every week. I don't hear shit about Chance 11 no more. Do people still go? Probably sure. Don't hear about it. Now what they do. Hookah. All this other dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody go eat at the same places. People promote. You got like these Instagram niggas that's promoters. How do, what are you promoting? Your whole page is 2,000 pictures worth of flyers? Why are you making flyers? Just make a tweetgram. Yo, pull up. The fuck you making flyers with all these women on it for? They not coming. They ain't gonna be there. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Niggas been getting that shit off for years. Like, oh shit, Pinky gonna be at the party? No, Pinky just butt ass on the flyer. She's not gonna be there. Not in Flatbush. Not happening, bro. The fuck? No, Pinky's not coming to fucking, uh... <clears throat> Pinky's not coming to, uh, what, what's that shit? Something mana? Whatever the fuck. She's not coming. Um, anyway, moving forward. Away from that now. <laughs> 6 9 could be out as early as next month. Um, now, um, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna just move on. I don't care nothing about 6 9 I don't care about them snitching. Not saying I don't care that it's right. I'm saying I don't care. I don't care. I Meaning I don't give a fuck. This is a small problem in the world. What he's doing is not affecting the world. What he's doing morally, is it wrong? Depending on your morals. Depend on your morals. If you come from that street life and you feel like snitching is wrong, then he's breaking the code to you. You are a street nigga and you would never snitch. I understand how you feel. If you're a civilian and you don't play in the streets... And these niggas is violating and extorting you and fucking your baby moms. I can 100% understand why a square would get in the courtroom and tell on all them niggas. I can understand why a square would do that. He's not a street nigga. He's not even the blood. So he's not snitching. He's just doing what civilians would do. How are you snitching if these niggas ain't even your real friends? I don't know these niggas. These niggas fucked me up and robbed me, bro. I don't even know these niggas. These niggas are supposed to protect me. And I keep making money for them. And these niggas was violating me. Well, guess what? I go down, we all going down, nigga. I'm getting out of here. I had the career, not y'all. Fuck y'all. That's how he feels. And is he wrong for that? No. No, he's not. Sorry to inform y'all. You was like, oh, he's snitching. This nigga snitching. Snitch nine. When was 6ix9ine ever the toughest nigga? When was 6ix9ine ever a kingpin when did 6 9 ever rap about bricks? Like, what, what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a kid with rainbow hair and dumbass tattoos all over his face. 
with rainbow teeth and, and just just wildness. This what are we talking about? This is not a respected man. This is not a, a, a super tough rapper. He don't even he can't even fucking rap. What are we talking about here? Y'all getting upset like this is fucking T.I. on the stand or something. A real street dude that really was about some shit went up there and did that. What do you, what do you let down? What do you, what do you let down by 6 9 What are you, are you sad? I, I can't believe him. Get the fuck out of here. I can't believe 6 9 getting intel. Why not? Who the fuck is, what the fuck is he supposed to, what the fuck is this nigga supposed to do? Hold it down? I'm not a blood, bro. I'm not even in a gang. These niggas told, he's on the stand selling these niggas, listen, they had to teach me the handshake, bro. I, they was getting mad at me because I was throwing it up wrong. This nigga's a fraud. Y'all niggas are mad at a kid that was never supposed to get where he got. And he did because the internet is stupid. Right? That's what happened. This nigga's a moron. And you people, you niggas, put 6 9 in power Right? Y'all put 6ix9ine in power. This is what kills me. You niggas put 6ix9ine in power. Y'all gave him a platform. Right? Hold on, let me get, I'm about to put this on my Instagram. Let me, let me get my story shit together. Hold on, I gotta say this. Oh, wait. Damn, why this shit doing this? This Instagram update wavy too. No cap. No lie. I said no cap. I can't believe I gotta stop saying that. I'm not from the South. Dead ass. This Instagram update is crazy. So, you niggas put 6ix9ine in power. You supported him. You streamed his records, right? You reposted all his fuckery on Instagram. You blew this nigga up. And you knew he was full of shit. You knew he was some clown nigga. Gets to court, tells, and y'all can't believe it? I want to know what the fuck was going through y'all mind when y'all said, yo, damn, 6ix9ine got booked. Damn, that's tough. I know he gonna hold it down. That was never my sentiment. I'm like, oh, this nigga's telling. First, or before they even... I knew he was telling the minute they said feds. You know why? A week before he got booked, this nigga went on The Breakfast Club. He went on High 97 with Angie. Told y'all nigga, I don't fuck with them. I ain't, I, I ain't Treyway. That shit fake. All this shit. He was snitching then. He was telling you niggas, hey, the feds coming... And, I, and he said in his Breakfast Club interview, there's only three things in life I fear. The feds, the IRS, and something else. And the feds came. He told you he was scared. He fucking told. And y'all are shocked. Oh, my God. He, he can't believe this nigga's a rat. And, duh. Who didn't know this? Who the fuck didn't know this? I was going to tell, bro. Y'all, y'all put this man in power and y'all supported him. And now that he's like, I don't know what happened, what the fuck y'all expected, <laughs> but this is where we at. He may be out January and thanks to y'all giving him all this media coverage and, you know, I heard there's like all kind of shit happening now with he, he, go, he going to sell his story. He's going to write a book. He's gonna make a lot of money. He knows this. Y'all going to support it. Cause that's what y'all do in this new generation. Y'all support any fuckery. All right. Like, the whole um thing that you know, this nigga was planted here. He was put here for to do music, make money, and provide stuff for that gang, allegedly, according to him. 
And um, he was never supposed to make it as far as he did. Never. But, um, hey, it is what it is. Y'all, y'all niggas, uh, y'all made this monster. So, fuck it, right? Anyway, moving forward. I hear there's a Nipsey Hustle documentary coming or some kind of, um, some kind of story about Nip and, uh, that's dope. We 100% gonna support that. Um, always. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, everybody gonna be Nipsey for Halloween, so prepare to see a bunch of braid wigs. Bitches gonna have braids and blue flags. Pumas on with they, with they sweats pulled up like Nip. It's the... The only person that should be Nipsey this year for Halloween is Lauren and her kids. To be 100%. And his family, obviously. His daughter, his sister, brother. Friends of him. You know, close friends. People that we knew that was close to him. You know, I wouldn't be mad if I seen Dom Kennedy being Nip for Halloween. That makes sense. Salute to Dom Kennedy, too. Um, you know. Why am I reading this? This has nothing to do with me. Okay. All right. Now, um, also, moving forward once again. Where's my Instagram? Because I saved all my topics this week. Saved them. Saved them on you bitch-ass niggas. <laughs> uh, it's another funny story I want to talk about. Now, Kim Kardashian got somebody else out of jail. Salute to Kim Kardashian, boy. Nobody loves black men more than her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole family love niggas and y'all be bad at them. They love us. Look at look at the mother. She dates some old young black nigga. Look, look, look at the moms getting nigga dick now. She done seen them white boys. It's crazy. You seen the fucking Jenna nigga wouldn't turn to a whole bitch. She had to come with us. We don't do that shit, nigga. Dennis Rodman was playing. He liked pussy though. Understand? It's a difference. <laughs> Alright, Manolo's. Let me get his name right. Momo Lou Stewart, released from prison after 23 years with help of Kim Kardashian. Washington, D.C. inmate has just been released from prison after spending nearly 23 years behind bars for murder. With the help of Kim Kardashian, he can now live as a free man. Momo Lou Stewart was convicted of murder in 1999 after being tried as an adult at the age of 16. Wow. His life sentence, however, was suspended Friday and he walked out of the D.C. Central Detention Facility on Monday. I was buried alive, Mama Lou said. So now I've been resurrected. I'm back and I'm better. Yes, 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 yes. Two months ago, Kim Champion, his case, writing a letter to uh, somebody. But salute to Kim Kardashian for uh, doing that. That's like, that's how many people she freed now? Like four or five now? Salute to her, man. She gonna run for president in 10 years. She might get it. Um... T.I. put out a rap list. I'm not going to read it off. I overread it. It was cool. Um, Like I always say, I don't need your top 50. Because once it passed 10, you just name a niggas now. Like, oh, where do you put Jadakus? Oh, where do you put Rakim? Like, bro, if I did my list, it wouldn't look good. Because I would just mean after 10, 15, I'm just naming niggas now. Like, I really don't listen to all of them people. Like, I can't tell you, uh, uh, like, I can't sit here and give you a Jadakus ball off the top of my head. 
Not no introspective deep shit. I you never you don't niggas don't know. I can't do it. I'm not a fan like that. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. I wasn't like into D block crazy when them niggas was moving. You know what I'm saying? I was a G unit guy. And that whole D block G unit dipset shit was going on. I was more so dipset G unit than anything else. And um, so I can't really give you no uh no hard chic luch bars. So uh, yeah, but T list was okay. Um, he's debating where Little Kim and Nikki should be. Should Nikki be over Little Kim a hundred percent? Um, should Little Kim be far behind her? If we're doing a woman's list, yeah. If we're doing all time rappers, then Kim shouldn't be nowhere in that fifty. If you want to be, if you want to say all time rapper, there's a lot of female rappers better than Little Kim. A lot of them, and a lot of them are new. Meg Thee Stallion raps better than Little Kim. I mean, y'all, your hood bitches might sit. You bucking? Meg ain't even did. Listen, shut the fuck up. Little Kim wasn't rapping like that. She had some shit, but nah. Sorry. Um, a Texas man robs a bank the day before his wedding to pay for his fiance's ring and wedding venue, and they caught his ass. Now, um, this is the thing. In the comments, bitches like, I love his dedication. Yeah, you would like his dedication. Why your free ass is out here engaged to me, and I'm going to jail for a long time because of what I did for you. Was he stupid? Yes, but can you imagine the amount of pressure he was under to have to go to do that? I don't think women understand their power. And I say this all the time. Look what this woman motivated this man to do. He didn't. What, what, what logical man would do this? A man in love would do this. A man with a woman he don't want to let down would do this. I don't know how else I'm going to get this money. I'm going to rob a bank. Nigga, this is 2019. What bank you robbing? That's movies. Set it off was fake. Niggas wasn't robbing banks and just getting away and spending the money. <laughs> what the fuck do y'all think this is? Y'all seen The Dark Knight and watch Joker back a truck into a bank? But what, where in New York can that happen? And he just smooth roll out on a bus. Nigga, no. That's fake. This, this shit ain't real. <laughs> but the power of a woman to motivate a man to rob a bank for his own wedding to get the ring and the thing paid for. Powerful pussy there. I hope she was black. But they from Texas. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's wild. He's wild. According to uh, Citizen State Bank, charge of robbery. He walked into a local bank, made an indication that he had a weapon in his possession as he demanded the money. After robbing the bank, he received a call from his fiance who had seen the surveillance video from the bank on the police Facebook page. His fiance convinced him to turn himself in and soon after he confessed to authorities in Houston. Now, wait a minute. He basically said he was getting married tomorrow. He didn't have enough money for the wedding ring he wanted to buy. Now, his white privilege would probably get him off, too. That's the crazy shit. A judge would be like, wow. That's so, that's so, um, that's so endearing. You would do that for your wife. I'm going to give you a warning. And be like, you mother nigga. The fuck? <laughs> um, now, um, <clears throat> that case with that cop that killed that dude in his own apartment. It's nasty. Um, one of the witnesses was just murdered. It's, it's bad. 
Um, I personally don't want to give my opinion on anything about that case or anything that happened about it, and I'm not. I just want to say my condolences to the family of the man that was killed. My condolences to the family of the witness that was killed. And um, as far as the judge and the brother forgiving and all that, I don't have no words for that. I don't I go get into that. <clears throat> I don't have no opinion on it. Some things are better left unsaid, and I'm going to state that's my stance on that. So, um, again, my condolences to the families of those lost. And um, I pray that everything gets better in time. And that's all I have about that. Um, now, let's get into some music. Let's get into some music. Um, hold on, sorry. Answering the text. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> this is episode, what, 106? 106. So, you know what that means. The year is 2006. Ooh, that's a good laugh, Jeezy, because you was popping in 06, so you might be on this playlist. All right. Yeah, I, I did some good talking this week. Um, one message I want to give to before I get out of here, and I ain't, I ain't really get too deep this week. I kept it on topics. Um, make time for life. Stop working so much. Like a lot of people that's young, be working two, three jobs, and it's like, why? Why? I, you got bills. I get it, but people be going extra. Like, I have homegirls I follow that are always at work. They don't never have no, you don't see them. They don't make time for life. Everything is work. Work, 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 work. And when they're not working, they, you know, somewhere out the way, not living, sleeping probably, you know. And that's no, that's not life. That's no way to live. You have to live, like, if the money you make and you can't have fun with it, that's not money. That's not good money. You're supposed to make money to have fun. You know what I mean? You gotta, uh, you gotta, um, you gotta live. You gotta live. You gotta, you gotta want more. Like, people don't work hard just to work hard. And I'm noticing that a lot of people are working and they're not taking vacations. They're not doing shit. They're just working. Why? Live your life too. You can live too. Call out just cause. Call out just to take the day. Like, don't get caught up in that worker shit where you just work, 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 and you're the best worker. Make, like, give yourself room to breathe. Give yourself room to be creative. Give yourself time for yourself to do things you like to do too. You shouldn't always be pressured like, oh, I gotta go to work. Ah, I can't. I gotta go to work. No, you can. You can do whatever you want to do. Work is like a formality. Work is an option. Understand that work is an option. And what I mean by that is you can take a day off. This is work is not jail. You are a free person. You can call out. Hey, can't make it today. I'm feeling sick. See you guys tomorrow. That's it. 
Now, if you got one of them jobs where like, oh, I need a doctor's note. No, no, go find a lawyer. They can't tell you that. They can't. Doctor's note? I need a doctor's note to call off of work? I have a personal issue. I'm not sick. I have a personal issue that's none of your fucking business. So you can, yeah, I'm taking off today. I won't be in. I'll see you tomorrow. You gonna fire me? I'm gonna go get a lawyer. Y'all gotta know y'all rights too. Stop letting these jobs play with y'all. Because understand, the dickhead that's above you used to be you. Do you wanna be that guy? <laughs> Do you wanna be the, oh, need a doctor's note, you can't come back. Do you wanna be that asshole? Do you wanna work as hard as he worked to get where he at and he's miserable? You wanna be that guy? Fucking live your life too. Now, let's get to this fucking playlist. All right. Okay, okay. Now, I'm not going to talk too much through the uh, playlist. I'm just going to let songs play, and I'm going to just switch them up. So, here we go. I moved the mic back from me, so I'm far. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to find a song. Bass. Uh. Uh. I used to hate this song, by the way. Still hate this song. This Beyonce was trash to me. I hated it. Jay. Uh-huh. Ready? Uh-huh. Let's go get him. Uh-huh. Can I talk Come about on. shit again? I used to run bass like Juan Pierre. Now I run the bass hi-hat in the snare. I used to bag girls like Perkin bags. Now back B. Boy, you hurting that. Brooklyn Bay, where they birth me at. Now be everywhere the nerve of rap. Do, 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 do. 
five, but whatever. I bounce in the club, so the hoes call me Rocket. Posted in the cut, and I'm looking for a blockhead. Yep, in my white tee, I break a bitch back, and I keep a big. Go get a south a little burn, get a south a little burn. Before I leave. Oh, what happened? Hold on, technical difficulties. Something happened with iTunes. The fuck going on? An SSL error. All right, so hold on. I got to talk now since iTunes is giving hell. Let's see what's going on with iTunes right now. They bugging. Fucking up my playlist, nigga. Okay, we back. <laughs> Go back to the south. Hold on. Let me go to the south for a minute. Let me get back where I was. Where was I at? Here we go. This was also 05, but I'm going to let it slide. Rest in peace, shorty low. I'm looking for Mrs. Bubblegum. I'm Mr. Chico Stick. I wanna da-da-da. Oh, cause you so dick. Anybody find Fabo, let me know. Tag me at Fabo page if y'all follow this nigga. I need to see if he's still wearing felines. Oh my god, girl, this ain't a dance floor. This a candy store. Can I turn my shit And I got more trolls. I pop, I roll, it's soft. I know it's... Biggest record of 06. Biggest record of 06. That was T.I.M.B.P. year. The King album and ATL came out same time. It was a big time in T.I.'s career. Then he caught that gun charge and, uh, you know. Jewish store and tell her make me a grill. Y'all wasn't outside. Y'all wasn't in Bargain Bazaar trying to get fronts. Yo. We about to start an epidemic with this one. Down at the bottom, 30 more at the top, all invisible set. And 
and little ice cube blocks. If I could call it a drink, call it a smile on the rock. Call it pop bubble sparks. Booty booty yeah. booty booty yeah. rocking everywhere. Booty 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 rocking everywhere. Booty 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 rocking everywhere. Rockin Touch it, bring it, Ayo, baby. Sir, Big record for Buster. Hey, yo, let me take their ass back to the club real quick. The Biggie Duets! Oh, uh, Jazzy Fizzle, 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 Jagged Edge, Biggie Smalls, ladies and gentlemen, I go on and on and on and on the crib unless they bone in. Easy, call them on the phone and platinum Chanel cologne and I stay dressed to impress, spark this bitch's interest. Are you done? No me puedo controlar. Así loco. This was LL and J-Lo, a.k.a. Jamie and Angela. I gotta talk about power next. The club was far from empty. It was crowded at the entry. I slide right through like how I do. This girl began to tempt me. Get all my head and into the bed, girl. Cause you don't know, plotting out the fantasy Blood, Hey baby girl, and it's you are the key Yo, because I then Fuck you looking at me, I can miss it, say you want me When you gonna give it up to me Because your body ain't tight, see me making no want it When you gonna give it up to me When you gonna today, girl, then I must see tomorrow When you fulfill my fantasy Because you know what to do Alright, alright, alright That is my 2006 playlist Still got two sleepers left so, don't turn the podcast off just yet. I'm not rapping it. Uh, I want to talk about power. And listen, listen. I'm getting into detail this week. Now, if you haven't seen Power or Tough, and it came on Saturday at midnight and Sunday at 9 o'clock, it is now Tuesday night. By the time you're hearing this, it is Wednesday morning or afternoon or whatever the fuck you listen. If you haven't seen the episode, Tough Fucking Titty. If you haven't seen any episodes this season and you're trying to binge it, don't fucking waste your time. Watch it every week and get this shit over with. There's nothing to save. Now, <laughs> this episode starts with Ghost pulling a gun on fucking Tariq. Firstly, let's, th- let's go ahead and throw it. If you think this kid believes you're going to shoot him and you his father and you pull the gun on him in his sleep, then he goes, get the fuck. What kind of fuck? Beat his little ass. This is the problem. You ain't fucked him up yet. You keep talking to this nigga. You put him in choke. The nigga starts selling pills. My father would have been hooked off on me. He would have been fucked me up with his bare hands. And I understand that, you know, the world is so fucking pussy. The world is so sensitive. You can't even insinuate that you would beat your kids. So you mean to tell me your kid, 15, 16 years old, is selling drugs in his school. I got to talk to him? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, hold up. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. I'm so fucking uh uh i'm so befuddled but uh yeah he pulls a gun on him and he don't believe his dad nah you ain't gonna shoot me nigga fuck out of here anyway uh 
we go further in the episode. And, um, you know, they incorporating Dre again. Hated his character. I feel like that's when power started to derail a little bit when they made the focus of Dre. Um, they focusing on lesser, lesser popular characters and giving them big parts. Now, Dre now is trying, he got his daughter back. Uh, that cop that was uh, working with him, this nigga got like fired, I believe. Um, Ghost is still working with, you know, listen, man. The end of the episode, Tasha basically, I'm not even going to get into the, 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 the Tommy tried to throw him off the roof and he got scared. Tariq finally got scared straight. Tommy almost threw him off a building. Um, well, uh, Tasha basically sat down and said, I'm going to teach you the game. And now we got 50 posting that the second chapter of Power starring Mary J. Blige is starting right after the, this Power finishes, which means... They didn't give a fuck about this power. Like, once 50 left, I feel like they just said, fuck it. Like, by contract, I you know, the show is mine, but don't really give a fuck about it, to be 100% honest with y'all. And it shows. Power is terrible. And the only reason I keep watching it is because I invested so many years into this show that I have to finish it. You know? And um, I keep seeing people saying that the last episode of Snowfall they did not like. Are you people stupid? Are you guys dumb? Do you not understand what they did? They gave context to Franklin's character. They let you know exactly what, what why Franklin is who he is. They showed you that the drug game was not initially his idea. They showed you that this kid was in school and he was a smart kid. They showed you that they, they fucked with him in his college and they... Tried their best to get him out of there, and they did. And then when your back is against the wall, you will do what you have to do. Now, this man tried to go to college. They put him out for some dumb shit. He came home, didn't have no money. He said, yo, you want to sell weed with your uncle? He started selling weed with his uncle. And the beginning of the snowfall, that's where it starts. He's selling weed for his uncle to these little white boys around town, and he's just selling weed. And then he came up on some coke. And then he saw the real drug game. He got his ass whooped. They took his shit. They had to go get it back. A nigga got fucked. All kind of think pause. A lot of shits happens in the first season of Snowfall that y'all all should be watching. Power, eat a dick. Now, that's all I have for Power. I'm not giving no recap about this bum-ass show. I'm done with it. Um. Anyway, Teen Mom 2 is getting spicy. However, I do watch that. Um. However, uh, I got two sleepers for y'all and I'm going to get out of here. The first sleeper... I'm going to give you is, um, bam, I thought I had two, so, oh no, it is two, yes, the first sleep I'm going to give y'all is Summer Walker, um, the name of the song is Like It, featuring Black, this is, this is my shit right here, this is Like It or Summer Walker album featuring Black. Yeah. I can't help it I need you all to myself Keep your focus Way I do it Boy, you don't need no one else And I'm race, baby, no when I'm running it slow And my waterfall, I make it overflow 
Featuring Black off her album, Over It. Um, next, this is the Chris Brown and, and, and Tory song I played in the beginning, but this shit needs its own space to breathe. This is uh, Tell Me How You Feel featuring Tory Lanez off Indigo Extended. So next, the new 10 songs Chris dropped. 10 new songs. But to me, this is my favorite one. This one, The Nosedive, Overtime, and Chris got like, out of this 10, seven of them shits is heat. Um, but here we go. Can I talk my shit again? Did you miss me? Straight up. Can't I speak no lies when I'm getting high? She want me and a nigga see. Sipping on Patron and Hennessy. I've been on a dope, no lies. Don't lie. Wondering if we finna go live. Jumping the pussy and change your whole life. When I get in the nigga, I spend all night. I've been on the tease too long. Sorry, you don't need to tease it up. You're selling no pussy, don't want the fees it up. Just relax your mind and let me ease it up. Ease it up. We done did some things to make it cold in the summer. When I swim in your water, it's like you're holding me under. Oh. Just tell me how you feel, how you feel. This song is so crazy, bro. This shit is hard. They gotta do a tape together. Tell me how you feel. Baby, you don't run from it. 
lick it till you're tired I'ma beat it up, beat it up, blow your body And it's okay, I'ma make you mine Isn't it Jamaican for a play? Don't need no cosine See you ready, love me baby Ma. Give one more from Chris, cause I just can't. I can't like just. I can't. It's too much heat. This is called flashback. This is one of my shits. Changed it real quick. I gotta give y'all half and half. This is Nose Dive featuring Danny Lake. This one, big tune. Did you miss me? Man, can I talk my shit again? Are you done? Give Chris's flowers, bro. Give Chris's flowers, please. Are you ready for life? Be prepared. 
right, that was Nosedive, Chris Brown featuring Danny Lay off his 10 new songs off Indigo Extended. I'm going to wrap it up. I had fun this week. I could go more, but nah. See? Got to know when to shut up, too. So another thing I'm learning. Speak less. Because when you get long-winded, people lose attention. So you want to kind of like, you know, Say your shit, get low. Get the fuck out of there. Let that linger, let it marinate in their soul. Let it sizzle in their spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like Country Wayne say. Um, I'll see y'all next week. Uh, hopefully. Oh, yeah, Kanye didn't drop his album still. Fuck that guy. I told y'all this nigga was full of shit. Um, anyway, uh, yes. Next week, I'll be back. Halloween's coming. That's happening. Thanksgiving's coming. Winter's coming. It'd be like, oh, it's fall. I love the fall. And bitch, it'll be cold in two weeks. Fuck around. Um, but anyway, this is episode 106. See y'all next week. Peace. Did you leave my-